Hey, welcome to another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. I'm Patrick. I'm Chung. And we talk about all things Golden State Warriors from an old school fan's perspective, because if you didn't love them at their worst, you don't deserve them at their best. Not at all. <laughs> um, so, you know, I think both of us, we've each of us, is, we've been fans, Warriors fans since, uh, you know, for maybe about 30 ish years. You know, About thirty right? years, yeah, yeah. Which yeah, tells yeah. me how old we are. Mine, mine might be like a little bit more, but you know, debatable. Well, you are, well, you are older than me too, so so that that makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> not Harumph. by much. Harumph. Not much. Um, but you look good for your age, man. You're like <laughs> you could easily pass for like thirty eight, thirty nine. <laughs> easily dude yeah all right all right you silver fox Uh, (laughs) um so uh but during that span there's been some really uh bad teams some Mm -hmm. some some bright spots but one thing that has been relatively consistent is that the warriors have always had some pretty good two guards some pretty good shooting guards you know Yep. Um, so I'm wondering, how would you rank those guys? Who do we have here? We got, we got Mitch Richmond. We got Mitch uh, Richmond. We have Spree. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have Jay Rich. And uh, we have Clay Thompson, I would say, over the last 30 years. Now, I say that with the caveat that we are not including uh, Monte Ellis in this discussion, possibly because I think that he merits his own podcast episode. How about that? Yes, he he does. Um, I'm still trying to find this one uh, photo I saw on ESPN a few years ago, where uh, uh, I think he was under the basket and he maybe had his jersey pulled, and the dude had the Golden State Warriors logo tattooed like significantly on his on his like uh, back on his back shoulder somewhere. Wow, wow. And like the the one with the the bridge. And um, I was like, wow. And then I think the next season they traded him. Um, but it's okay. <laughs> no, he, he was always a fan favorite. I love I loved Monte when he was on the team. Um, but yeah, like I said, we, we, we can talk about him in a separate podcast. He deserves a separate podcast because we have a lot of love for Monte. But uh, to answer your question, I would say probably those four that, I, uh, that we talked about, Spree, Mitch, Clay, and Jay Rich would be the shooting guards over the last 30 years. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we can talk. Let's talk about it. Like, uh, how would you how would you rank them? Um, like, what are your what are your memories of them? I don't know. Like, yeah, yeah. Also, we're skipping John Starks. <laughs> <laughs> he might also deserve his own episode too, huh? Or actually, no. Do we should we should we tell the audience like uh, he's going to be a surprise guest in in the future? Uh, sure, man. I got. I, I guess one of us has to work on his John Starks impression. <laughs> I, I you need to stuff like cotton balls in your cheeks so so that yeah because he always he always had like a he seemed very mealy mouth like he 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 um he always had something in his mouth when he was talking yeah I mean do you, you do remember uh, that it was Don Nelson that pulled John Starks out of the CBA um, and gave him his first shot that's in right NBA. that's and right and he ends up in New York, and the New York hype machine takes a hold of him, and uh, they win a few games, and he becomes a living legend. He gets traded to the Warriors, and he becomes who he is. A, yeah, well, a, a I, would, I, would, I would add, uh, while he's in New York, he won a few games. He also missed a few three very critical <laughs> free throws, too, right? Yes, yes, yes. Um, 
but yeah, love for love for John Starks too. Um, yeah, we're, yeah. We're, we say it all in jest. Um, yeah, so Jay Rich, Clay, Mitch, Spreewell. Yeah, um, pretty, the, pretty, pretty solid list right there. All right, I'm just gonna say it right here. I think uh, I think Mitch Richmond was uh, overall, overall the the best player out of all of them. Wow, we're gonna like really disagree then. Yeah. Yep. Uh, we we just might. Um, tell me tell me more about this because Mitch Richmond he really only played uh, upwards of what two and a half seasons with the Warriors. Yes. Yes. And I will admit my inherent bias. Those are very (laughs) formative years uh, of my Warriors fandom, the run TMC years. That's when you fell in love with the team. A little bit before. uh, um, But that's when I was like, oh, man, they're actually fun to watch, you know? So this might sound like a tangent, but um, what you just said reminded me of something I heard from Lauren Michaels, the producer and creator of Saturday Night Live. He said that usually when people talk about people always rank like who the best cast was. Oh, it was Will Ferrell. It was Dana Carvey's cast, you know, um, Kristen Wiig or whatever. Um, Amy Poehler, Tina Fey. Um, mm-hmm. He said that what he noticed because people say that to him all the time. I guess right, which I mm-hmm. find very disturbing because why would you say that to Lauren Michaels? Um, usually, it's the the cast that that person saw when they were like in middle school or high school is right. their favorite cast because right. that's when they were like defining themselves from a humor standpoint, developing their sense of humor. Mm-hmm. That's when they were getting into the show. Right. Mm-hmm. So you, you said Mitch Richmond, I'm not saying you said that he's the best, or that he's your favorite, but you're saying he's the best of the four. But I guess that doesn't really surprise me because that's when you, you watched Mitch, Mitch Richmond when you fell in love with the Warriors. Right. That's when I, I, became a fan of the Warriors during the Sleepy Floyd years, but that's when I was like, wow, these guys are actually fun to watch, and they're kind of on the national stage um, in the playoffs for the first time in a while. Um, but uh, I I agree, like the Lorne Michaels thing. I noticed at a certain point that like <laughs> older folks, they dressed in the decade that was like their best decade. I remember I worked with this woman uh, in the early aughts who dressed like she was in the 70s. And I was like, oh, man, she must have really liked the 70s. Oh, really? What, what was she wearing? She Her hairstyle was very 70s and not hip 70s, like, you know, kind of middle-aged woman 70s and mm-hmm. uh, kind of those long flower print skirts and you know kind of weird collars and stuff like that but that makes sense what Lauren Michael says and and that's what I'm fully admitting but uh just the thing about Mitch Richmond to me was that even though like he was only on the team for what'd you say two and a half seasons um 88 to 91 right yeah yeah I think that for me and again like if there's any kind of way we're waiting this I'm, I'm not really weighing it on like oh well he only spent two and a half years whereas like clay's been on the team for what six seven years um but he was just an all-around i think like better player he could he could shoot pretty well um better than who how was mitch richmond better what was he better at versus Spreewell versus clay thompson versus jay rich he could handle, he could play D, he could post up, he could shoot mid-range. And for early 90s, people didn't shoot the three as often, but I feel like he could He could pop it every now and then. Um, yeah, and I felt like, you know, even when he played Jordan, he played him well. And uh, Mitch Richmond played 
at uh, a time when like the 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 two guard position was coming into its own as like the glamour position position and uh, uh it was like a premium spot on the court so mm. um, I'm, I'm not saying it's a runaway that's interesting that you said that he's he was a better defender than spreewell i mean if you're looking at it from a st- statistical standpoint right mm. uh richmond played 234 games for the warriors spreewell played 400 games for the warriors uh in those games spreewell in 400 games average if we're looking at just like the basic defensive statistics right right um, not we're not getting to advanced statistics just basic statistics so uh, rebounds, steals, blocks, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Spreewell averaged 1.7 steals versus Mitch Richmond's 1.3. Mm-hmm. Spreewell averaged 1.7, 0.7 blocks versus Mitch Richmond's 0.3 blocks. And Spreewell averaged 4.3 rebounds versus Mitch Richmond's 5.5. So statistically, Mitch Richmond only out-rebounded Spreewell. The, the other two categories, Spreewell. Yeah. Um, hey, man, Spreewell was awesome when he was with the Warriors before he choked PJ. So like, I'm, you know, like I said, it's not a runaway. Yeah, um, it's close. Yeah. They're, they're both really good defenders um at their position would you say that mitch richmond was a better one-on-one defender or was his strength as a system defender like help defender or or both because Spree- yeah spreewell that's just that was his strength he was a very very tenacious one-on-one defender those run tmc teams didn't play defense actually oh, <laughs> Anyways, not at all uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but um and i also remember like when uh, Mitch was on the uh, uh, on the Kings. He would always kill the Warriors, man. Um, <laughs> yes, he did. I remember. He that. would like the the Kings were god awful, but he would just turn it up and and uh, just bully ball them. And um, yeah, as he got older, and he, he's always like a strong guy, um, he would just like just destroy the Warriors. He would just beat them up and pretty much just show them what what uh, kind of big mistake that they made i know we just talked about jimmy butler screaming at his teammates and saying how like they can't win without him and i'm mm-hmm. just wondering if mitch richmond did the same thing to the warriors when he was playing them against the kings <laughs> as uh, with the kings um, i don't know if that was his style but um you know uh he would have been well within his rights to do that well, that's interesting. That's interesting. You brought that up. The bully ball, like his, he's a pretty stocky guy as a, at shooting guard, right? Like if we're comparing him with Spreewell, Spreewell is long, lanky, very athletic, right? Like super yeah, athletic. I think, I think Spreewell was like a, a track, uh, track and field guy. Yeah, that's a good yeah. memory. Yeah, he was. Um, but yeah, Mitch Richmond. It's poor Mitch Richmond, man. The see the if he could have just made it to good teams <laughs> for his career, he only played four. Like th- he played, um, let's see, he played 14 seasons and he, he was only in the playoffs for, for four seasons. When he was traded, I believe, to the Bullets, uh, I don't know if they were the Wizards yet, uh, for I think that was the Weber deal, right? Like all of a sudden, he, yeah, he, he was on a trash Kings franchise for so long. Then he went to the, the bullets and they were trash again. <laughs> right. So like yeah. he kept getting passed around and I mean, whatever, like I don't really remember it too well, but in the sense that if they couldn't build a team around him anywhere, or if those franchises were, were just, I mean, the Kings were the Kings at that point. Um, and the bullets were the bullets. So <laughs> he, yeah. uh, didn't have very charmed um, NBA existence in in uh, in in that respect, but um, uh, he. That's I, I find that very interesting. I I I don't have the same attachment that, that you have to Mitch Richmond. Obviously, I started watching the Warriors during Run TMC, but for me, 
my nostalgic shooting guard is, is always going to be Spreewell, mm-hmm. right? Um, that's when I that's when I really started gravitating towards the team. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, I had a, I had like oh, what was the poster? I had a poster of him doing his classic like uh, Tom Mo- the, double the landlord two handed. Double- no, it was like Oakland Oaktown Jam. I think okay. was the, the poster. Yeah, I had one of those in high school. Um, from a nostalgic standpoint, I will always like have so much love for Spreewell just because of what he what he helped me like helped he helped connect me but him as a player him being as good as he was um even the fallout with pj carlissimo like he he's the one who connected me to the team so i'll always be grateful for that and i quite frankly i just loved his game yep. he was just so aggressive so angry do you remember, there was a game um during the 93 94 season early early aughts tim hardaway was injured chris mullen um was playing with him um and um, this was Weber's rookie year. They were playing the Hawks, and they drew up. A, they drew up. A, they were down two. They were playing in Atlanta, and they um, drew up a play where Chris Mullen was inbounding the ball. He inbounded to the baseline, um, uh, to Spreewell baseline, hits a three, nails it. Right, they win. The Warriors win the game, mm-hmm. and all all the Warriors. The, the, so the the Warriors bench. You know they they run onto the court. Everyone's super excited. They all, they're all trying to run towards Spreewell, but Spreewell is running towards the tunnel to leave the court. Mm-hmm. And the entire time, his face is not one of joy. It's of like pure vitriol and anger. Right? <laughs> he just hit the winning shot, but he was still so angry. Yeah. He's just yelling at the Atlanta fans, yelling at everyone. Yelling at you know just the, just projecting a lot of like weird intensity to- in the ether, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and his his teammates want to celebrate with him, but he's just like pushing them off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's still running towards the tunnel. Mm-hmm. I still remember that, and I re- I remember watching the game with my dad, and my dad said, um, "Hey, uh, why is he so angry?" <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, I don't know, I don't know why, but I I loved it, man. Um, yeah. Yeah. Statistically, let's look, if we look at statistics too, like his his line as a warrior was pretty impeccable. Mm-hmm. Um, f- close to five assists a game, twenty points a game. Th- he was never a great three point shooter, but he could make it. He shot thirty three percent, right? Yeah. Again, like I said, four rebounds, two steals, close to a, a block a game. Pretty mm-hmm. pretty stellar line, I would say. Yeah. Like yeah, really 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 good line. I would say. I would say overall, out of the four, statistically, you could make the argument that he was overall the best, right? Yeah. Um, but w- another thing I look at is also, you know, the, the the things that maybe don't matter as much, but are more like related to to like their to how lauded they are uh, um, uh, in those seasons. So what I'm thinking of is, you know, uh, how many All Star appearances do they have? Right. Right. Um, if if we're looking at these four, Spriola had three as a warrior, and if you think about him managing to get three All Star appearances during like the the aughts of uh, the Warriors being completely terrible in the nineties, like that's actually pretty impressive, right? right. Yeah. Uh, because they were winning, they were not winning a lot of games. They were winning like seventeen to twenty games a season. So for him to actually make the All Star was uh, I love Spreewell, man. Like I, um, I forgot who else was on his Alabama team besides Robert Ory. But um, he was like the third best player on his team. I mean, he was also around during my my formative uh, years. And I was in high school when he was on the team. 
And he, when, when he would put his, uh, when he would write Chris Weber's number four or something on his, uh, uh, on his shoes, I had a, a high school teammate who left the team. Um, it really shows you how, um, these players kind of like influence, uh, uh, younger folks because, uh, we, we also had a lot of people who were, um, not listening to the coaches <laughs> and, uh, one of my, one of my, uh, best friends, he got, um, I forgot if he got kicked off the team or quit or whatever, but I remember I showed up the next game. I'd put, um, his initials and his number on my, uh, on my black shoes, on my black basketball shoes. And, my coaches didn't like it too much. <laughs> so um, that, that was hugely uh, uh, influential in, in, in my life. But yeah, no, watching Spree like kind of go from like this mild-mannered, quiet, like lucky to be here, like Don Nelson liked him, so he drafted him, and then turning into like this uh, this menace on the court, mm-hmm. just like, Angry, you know, he, malcontent. Yeah, he was, he, was, he was clutch. He had, he had the balls to shoot. And it, it probably also helped that, uh, that, uh, during Weber's rookie year, uh, Hardaway was out because it became about you know those two guys bonding, mm-hmm. uh, Spreewell and Weber. And uh, um, well, you could argue that, but partially why he was probably like part part of the reason why he was so angry, like later on uh, during his tenure, besides yeah. the losing, like he just he had one season with his best friend gets from the team gets traded and in fact was like a franchise player. That was his formative year. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was, that was, <laughs> that was, um, that was the year. Yeah. We, we referenced this all the time, but he was the first shooting guard to take the, the, the all, all NBA first team spot from Jordan because that was the year Jordan had retired. Right. So. Right. Um, right. Yeah. And it, yeah. And it was just weird seeing like somebody on the warriors in the, uh, uh, kind of nationwide NBA conversation. But um, yeah, I mean, early on, like I know that when Spreewell went to the Knicks, he, he was, he kept scoring, but he just became one of those guys. I feel like he got a little lazy, just became like a, a scorer. And um, you know, but uh, during his span on the Warriors, man, that guy was, yeah, super athletic. He was a killer. And, uh, Even though despite my, 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 my fondness for Spreewell, um, as my favorite, one of my favorite warriors of all time, probably. Um, he's still not, I don't think he was the best shooting guard. You're listening to the Oakland Warriors podcast. Do you know Oakland Warriors is a website too? Oaklandwarriors.com offers a collection of Warriors t-shirts that are comfy, classy, and cool. Fit for a real Warriors fan like you. Forget basic tees and boring designs. With Oakland Warriors, you can show your team pride with those in the know. So come celebrate the new death lineup with Steph, Clay, Draymond, Katie, and Boogie. Rep the Hamptons 5 and show some love for China Clay. I have a shirt from OaklandWarriors.com. It's comfy and soft, and it reps the dubs in a low-key but fun way. Don't believe me? Check out OaklandWarriors.com and use the code PODCAST at checkout for a 10% discount. So uh, let's move on chronologically then. What are your thoughts on Jay Rich? Jason Richardson, when he was drafted, I was really happy because that was, for the first time, the Warriors, first time in a long time, the Warriors had an athletic player. Um, everybody else they'd they'd had and they drafted was not like you kind of jump out of the gym type guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
I thought he was good. Obviously, the dunk contest, woo woo. Two um, two dunk contests. But you know, I I think he was more of a complimentary player, um, and uh, I, I his three point shot got better, and okay. I know he 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 shot a ton of those, and he was huge on the We Believe team. But he was like maybe the the third third best player on the We Believe team. I'm gonna read you something. You, are you, sure. you ready? Yep. He's sitting down. Yeah. It's not that exciting, actually. So his last, his second, his penultimate year with the Warriors, uh, the year actually he got injured, right? This mm-hmm. was the year before we believe. Okay. Um, he got injured with like seven games left in the season. Uh, tragic. Um, he shot 45% from the field, 38% from three, making two threes a game. He shot. Uh, his efficient he his efficient uh, field goal percentage was fifty percent. Um, he averaged six rebounds a game, three assists, one point three steals, uh, and half a block a game. And do you know how many points he scored? Twenty three point two points a game. Yeah, that was a- that was his dude. I I didn't even realize that he had that kind of season until I looked at his stats on Basketball Reference. Shout out Basketball Reference. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the year before, he averaged 22 points a game. But t- dude, 20 that the, the line I just read to you from the 2005 to six season that's an that's an all star that's an all star uh, line right there. What was his shooting percentage? Shooting percentage. He shot 45 from the field, 38 wow. percent from three. Yeah, 38 percent. That's 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 pretty good. I mean, that's pretty good, right? That's like that's. I was I was like wow yeah and then he got then he got injured yeah then he got injured and he came back too early during we believe yeah and I don't think he his career ever recovered yeah and then when he was on the we believe team he you know he wasn't like the star or the uh, the main guy on that team um, no I re- I remember there's a breakaway dunk that he had and and you know classic Jay Rich would like he he would have just done this like killer wind up uh, windmill like one handed windmill dunk right yeah. and he. Got up and he couldn't get high enough, so his windmill. You know, usually his windmills, he would just bring it all the way down to his thigh, right? Mm-hmm. He just brought it down to like his shoulder, yeah. <laughs> so he kind of just like it looked like he just kind of waved the ball in the air a little bit, and then he like dunked it. It's just and then, yeah. so you knew like he wasn't a hundred percent. Yeah, um, yeah. He talked about that like he came back because he felt like the team needed him, and they did. Yeah. Um, for that season, but he came back too early. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I, I didn't realize he had such a good season. Maybe that was a year that I wasn't watching too much Warriors basketball, but um, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I know he, he was on a trash team when he did, did that. And I was going to say like, you know, that's why I asked the shooting percentage again, cause I missed it. At least he shot well, right? Like he wasn't like just shooting like 35% jacking up shots on a, on a mediocre team. Um, but wow. Yeah. I mean, I, I think he's for a lot of people who grew up with the, we believe team, he's a, a huge sentimental fan favorite. Um, yes, absolutely. and especially since he got so shafted with like the Brendan Wright trade, Brendan Wright. That's right. Cause Char- Charlotte drafted Brendan Wright and traded him to the Warriors for Jay Rich. Yeah. Because I guess the one thing the Warriors were missing, uh, from the, we believe team was like a tall, skinny guy from North Carolina. Like that's exactly what they did not need. Um, they 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 uh they were pretty successful at like drafting or or, or acquiring the wrong guy from North Carolina during that run, right? Antoine <laughs> Jameson versus Vince Carter. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That was 
the oh god that's a whole nother episode Brandon Wright um, he, he just seemed like he never talked he seemed like he was a mute you know like I don't <laughs> on the court I, he just he just had these like this like this like uh like he just had really dead eyes it seemed I don't know I don't know if you know what I'm saying but um not like the most yeah. animated guy yeah, I don't think I know what his voice sounds like, but um, you know, props to him for still being in the league and floating around. And I don't think I've ever he plays that often, but I know I've heard his name like tossed about in, as like an add-on in trades over the past several years. So he last played for the but, Rockets. Oh, that's putting them over the top. Yeah. Oh, he played for the Rockets last year. Wow. Was he on the oh. on the bench during the playoffs? Oh, because he—that's right. Because he was on Memphis. I remember he was on those, yeah. those really good uh, Dallas teams. I think he won a championship with Dallas, right? Um, oh gosh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, he had a serviceable really career. Teams. Yeah. So, with respect to Spreewell, Mitch Richmond, and Jay Rich, I think we can both agree that Jay Rich would be third, right? Um, in the um, yeah, in that, yeah, in that, in the, in the within those with comparing to the, the the within those three. But what about? How about Clay Thompson, huh? the the young kid, the young guy, the, our most recent shooting guard, yeah. our prized shooting guard. Um, tell me, tell me your thoughts about him. Man, uh, I love Clay Thompson. He's maybe one of my five favorite Warriors players. You know, he has the three titles. He has the three point stroke that'll put him in the Hall of Fame. Forty two percent. Clay's Clay's uh, career. Three point percentage is forty two percent. Wow! And he shoots about three. He makes three about three three threes a game. Mitch Richmond's in the Hall of Fame, right? I feel like they let, <laughs> the the requirements for the Hall of Fame. The, of, of I think Dino Raja just came in was in the most recent like a uh, class right for twenty eighteen. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just like I'm just yeah. like yes. I, it's it's widely known that the and the basketball Hall of Fame is like less. There's less uh, scrutiny to get in versus like the NFL or the, the. I think baseball is like the hardest one, right? Yeah, I guess so. According to Pete Rose, <laughs> yeah, he's never gonna get in. I don't, I don't, I don't know if he's in the Hall of Fame. Well, regardless, like, yes, actually, know. no, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. 2014. I mean, it's 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 tough because like the thing is, uh, Clay has always been. Um, uh, he's never been like the guy on his team, and sure. never needed to be. Yeah, and I would love to see what he can do, especially at this point. He's had the greatest like career arc, obviously, with the titles and the winning and all that jazz. But on ability, on all around skills, putting him up against like Mitch and Sprewell, like at their best, it's it's a it's a tough call for me. What do you think? Are you gonna pull some stats out of out of the sky? <laughs> Not like I've been pulling stats out like throughout this conversation, uh, but uh, since you mentioned it. Uh... <laughs> Four all-star appearances, five seasons of playing in the playoffs, um, three championships, mm-hmm. and uh, I mentioned the three-point shooting percentage, forty-two percent. The thing is, like, he between these between these four, he averaged nineteen points a game, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, which is close to Spreewell's twenty, which is close to Mitch's twenty-two point seven, so twenty-three points a game. But he's done that without being the the first option. Mm-hmm. Right, first scoring option. Uh, I would say Mitch and Chris Mullen, uh, they were one in one A and one B scoring right, options. Right. right? Uh, I would say Sprewa was definitely the number one scoring option on on his teams. Mm-hmm. Um, Jay Rich was probably one one A one B with when, when Gilbert Arenas is around, and then it actually was one for a couple seasons. Right when he, especially the season he averaged twenty four points a game. Mm-hmm. 
So I'm just curious what Clay would, if Clay was on a team where he had to be the number one option and he played exactly the same game where he had a point guard who didn't shoot as much, set everything up, he was able to pick his spots and just jack up jump shots, I think he could easily average 25 to 27 points a game. Right, right. Like without even exerting like a lot more effort because he's not, he, although he can create his own shot, um, a lot of that comes from him being six seven mm-hmm. and being long and just being able to get his jump shot off pretty much wherever he wants. Right, right. right. Um, so it's hard, right? Like you said, he's never been the primary option, but the fact that he is able to adapt to this team with Steph Curry, who is an even better shooter than him, and support them in ways that they actually didn't expect going into him being drafted, right? On the defensive end, him having an incredible amount of basketball IQ um, and being able to fit in with the defensive schemes that they set up uh, for the team and for him to succeed so much as a defensive player. And I actually, I did not look at the statistic, but I wanted to see how many all NBA defense teams he's made, right? Who, Clay? Um, I'm pretty sure. I'm yeah. pretty sure it's pretty zero. Sure he's, He's well. Is it zero? Unless, unless it was last season, I think you might be right. Um, I think he's the best defender out of all four. Um, really, and I think he's the best shooter out of all four. That's yeah, agreed. By far, right? Mm-hmm. And he granted the teams are st- our our current uh, team is stacked, but he's won the most championships. So I kind of mm-hmm. have to say Clay is, is my number one on, on this list. Mm, mm-hmm. Interesting, interesting. Front runner. Maybe I'm a front runner. <laughs> Maybe I am, but you know what? I don't care because I, I think, like I, like I said, if the Warriors were, if okay, if Clay, if Steph wasn't around, and maybe mm-hmm. Draymond wasn't around, yeah. Um, and you know, the, and the Warriors had the point guard was like I don't know Jeff Teague or something, right? Um, I I don't see how Clay would. Wouldn't, wouldn't be able to average more than like uh, less than like 25 points a game. Right, right. Yeah. I mean, as a number uh, one option. Yeah. Because think about it. He's on this list as the number two, number three, number four option, right? Right. Yeah, that's, that's, I, that's a good point. It's funny, right? Because uh, I think like when I think of Clay, um, I mean, when I watch him play, that guy is just, he's kind of in his own Zen right now because he's what, 28, he'll be 29, uh, maybe during the season. And he's getting to the, to, um, that point of his prime where like his confidence, his, um, uh, athleticism and his kind of acumen for the game all like reach like the same point, their highest altogether. And so he, he knows what he does and he does it so well. Um, when I think back to maybe his rookie year, and then I think back to Jason Richardson's rookie year, Mitch Richmond's uh, rookie year, Sprewell's rookie year. Clay obviously started with lower. Well, Sprewell had low expectations, but he kind of blew those up already in his rookie season. But um, you know, Clay was like, okay, I was like, cool. They just drafted like just a, a <laughs> they just drafted Trajan Langdon, right? <laughs> but like, as their years go by, like Clay's constantly improved and he's gotten better and better and better. Whereas like uh, Mitch Richmond continued to to be solid, um, his teams were never that good. Sprewell continued to get better, but then all of a sudden he just became Sprewell, 
Yeah. Um, some guy who was just there for, you know, needs to feed his family and everything. Mm-hmm. And Richardson, like you said, he got, he had that injury. And once he got traded to um, uh, Phoenix, uh, wait, was it Phoenix? Charlotte. Charlotte. Yeah, 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 Charlotte, right. Um, yeah, once he got traded to Charlotte. Uh, he had a good season. He, he, he averaged 20 points again after that. Uh, when he Yeah, but, before, but then he- For a terrible yeah. team. Although Clay is still one of my top five favorites, taking all these what ifs and caveats and and um, whatnot into account, I still think Mitch Richmond was probably the best all around player out of all of them. Wow, I don't think that's I don't think that's a terribly controversial um, choice. If you said J, if, if you said Jay Rich, I would I would you know I would have some strong reservations, but yeah, Mitch Richmond. In the two and a half seasons he played for the Warriors was amazing. I mean, I'll be honest. Like, this is tougher uh, decision than I thought it would be. It's funny too because when I think about Clay Thompson and how good he is, well, to me, he's better than Reggie Miller. You know? <laughs> yeah. Because when Reggie Miller came out of UCLA, he was okay. It wasn't until, um, you know, his playoff matches against uh, uh, the Knicks and Spike Lee, that, yeah, yeah, that he became a legend. And um, mm-hmm. And, you know, scoring, what, eight points in like four seconds or whatever. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, Clay did some things too in the playoffs and Clay's won titles and Clay plays defense and Clay, um, I don't know the percentages, but, you know, like if you can, you can't tell me by the eye test that Reggie Miller is a better shooter. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's, I, that's a whole nother conversation because I, I actually think he's better than Reggie Miller. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it, I agree. It's, this is a, this is, a, <laughs> Leaving Jay Rich out of the equation, I feel like between Clay, Mitch, and Spree, it's pretty tough. It's a tough call, and you really can't go wrong with all uh, any three of them. But I just think it's interesting how personality-wise, they're all so different too, right? Yeah. Um, it would be easy if if we're ranking the most chill bro-ish <laughs> shooting guard of all time, because that would be Clay by by a mile, right? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. He's, he's the most chill bro like NBA player I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. By far. Yep. Yep. He's, he's just like, I can't believe I'm here. This is awesome. I'm going to work really hard to stay here and I'm just going to do me, you know? He seems very authentic, I think. Right. And very like present. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Not knowing anything about him, never ne- having never met him before. He just strikes me as that kind of person. I don't know. Do you think he's better than Reggie? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, sure. so yeah, that's not a controversy. He's a much better defender than Reggie ever was. I think maybe people would jump on board more now, especially after like a, a few titles. But even after the first title, I thought like, well, what was Reggie really good at? You know, he was a good yeah. shooter and he was clutch. In, clutch. Um, he was clutch. In and memorable he was menacing moments. And he, and he didn't really care Shit. about. Yeah. He's a fucking asshole. Like, I mean, that, 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 and that's another, that's another huge difference. Like Clay is the opposite of Reggie in terms of talking. You know what I mean? So he doesn't talk at all, but he's still a killer. Like he, yeah. and that 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 OKC game where he just pulled. How, what was it? Eleven. How many he, he had eleven threes. It's just like man, he saved the season. Yeah, and everyone, every, all the other players were shooting like crap. Everyone was playing like shit, and he just saved the season. It was amazing. Yeah, he's smart. He he always like people say this about Kevin Durant. Like it, it seems like he always makes the right basketball play, but I feel the same way about. Clay. If you had like a tournament with these four guys playing one on one, ooh, I like this. Like, uh, I, whew, I think it's I, I go Mitch or Spree to be honest. Yeah, you think so? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, 
I do because I think they both could do a lot more things than Clay, like um, putting the ball on the floor uh, in terms of like one on one moves, like just pure uh, first step getting past the guy to the rack. Um, Clay would like win on if he's shooting a bunch of threes or a lot of like kind of like a lot of his game reminds me of Chris Mullen, where he would do like the kind of you know pump fakes and uh, mm-hmm, you mm-hmm, know just mm-hmm. smart playing. And um, uh, to me. You know, Mitch and Spree kind of going at it like two different guys who could do a lot of different things. Yeah. So hmm. I'm just thinking how how like Clay would match up against Mitch Richmond because he has like probably three inches on him. Two. Well, I think Mitch Richmond was listed at 6'5". Six, 6'5", five. Six, five, but he's wide, right? Wide and strong, very yeah. strong. And Spreewell was 6'5", but wiry and long. Um, mm-hmm. So we're just going to assume that Jay Rich would not do very well in this tournament, right? <laughs> we're not going to really discuss like how we would perform. I, I, I think he'd beat both Monte and John Starks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably, yeah. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Monte's. I mean, if you're, we're, we're talking about Monte was like six two, six three, right? So yeah, uh, he would have a tough time. Um, yeah, Clay Mitch Spree. I just feel like Clay's ability to get a shot off on anyone at any time is like it's a it's a vastly important skill to have when mm-hmm. you're playing one-on-one yeah. because because you if you couple that with the fact that he he can make like in a game like that 50 percent of his shots he might he might a lot he might like give mitch and spree more uh clearance and like um as far as like them being able to get to the hole right they mm-hmm. might be able to score on him but I feel like Clay was just jack shots on the man. Yeah. Like at any, like he, it, the pump fakes, the move, like just get being able to get that shot off. Like that's, he's perfected that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like he Clay... doesn't shoot. He doesn't have a trigger. Like, sorry to cut you off, but just finish my point. Like uh, he doesn't have a quick shot, like quick release, like Steph. Mm-hmm. He has a, he, ha- he does have a quick release, but he's able to create that space. Right. You know, yeah. To make those shots. And yeah. I feel like he could do it on Mitch and Spree. Yeah. Although, although that's that's not not that's not considering that you know Spree Roll might get really pissed off and like <laughs> swinging at him or something. You know? <laughs> so, yeah, I I I think I mean Clay is just a re- really really unique player. He had a mm-hmm. unique skill that um, could flourish in this unique offense on this unique team you know what i mean he's got a unique um, face he looks like, like he, he looks like a like a east an easter island statue <laughs> that's what they used to say about scotty pippen too that is um, a good one, yeah. so clay in, on this team is better than is a better fit than like mitch richmond Spreewell, or or uh jason richardson you know yeah i would say mitch um, would be the second second best fit yeah on this team um, Spreewell for a lot of reasons would not be a good fit. It would not fit. be a great fit. It would not be a great fit. <laughs> yeah. You know what uh, though? Like he, he ended up being like, uh, he is, you know how beloved he is by Knicks fans? They love uh, him. Yeah. 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 Cause I mean, I, I joke, but like we both said, like we loved him when um, he was on the Warriors. He's a loyal guy, right? Like that's yeah. his thing. Like yeah. he, and he's a, and he plays hard, and he has attitude, and and who wouldn't um, love that on their on their team? If he was, if he didn't leave the Warriors, like you know, Warriors fans would have loved him continuously. You know, um, that we can agree on. So, what's your final what's your final ranking then? Final ranking is very close. Mitch Richmond, 
Clay Thompson, Latrell Sprewell, and Jason Richardson. I go. Is that right? Yeah, I think that's what that's that's it seems like what you were getting to. I am Sprewell. I'm sorry, no. I'm Clay Sprewell, Mitch J. Rich. So we, the one thing that we can agree on is uh, Jay Rich's. <laughs> no disrespect to Jay Rich, we love you. <laughs> no, I love I, I love Jason Richardson, man. That guy was uh, two time uh, dunk champion, Jason Richardson. We hear whenever Steph talks about like, yeah, you know, I'm I've been here the longest. I'm the only one that remembers the the bad years. I mean, that's what Jason Richardson was going through, <laughs> right? Yep. Like. When he got traded, I think he took out like a page long ad in in some kind of local paper thanking the fans, and I was like, "Oh wow, he has that connection to the fan base. That's great." So you know what um, we we talk we we've talked about Mitch Richmond being on shit teams, but thank God he got a championship with the Lakers, right? Yeah, he's one of those guys that like you know I guess uh, people. Hey, if you if you have to switch teams to get a title, you might as well do it when you're like hella old yep. you know like that's uh, that's what people for, uh, will forgive um, and accept but um, yeah no good for him and he's uh, uh, and he works with Chris Mullen right over at uh, St. John's St. John's or... last last I heard yeah uh, he, he did, does work for Chris Mullen who I, I'm, I'm curious how he is as a coach but all right that wraps up another episode of the oakland warriors podcast thanks for tuning in please subscribe on apple Podcasts, spotify <laughs> stitcher um or wherever else you listen to podcasts i'm patrick i'm chung thanks peace music in this episode provided by paper sun special thanks to paul amardo for production support see you next time and go dubs Thank you.